The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond. Are you starting? Beyond. 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 Stop. Stop. Beyond. Stop it. I'm so glad that you stopped that. Why? Stop it. You know, it's not fun when I try to do this every week. You tell me stop. You come in here. You're like, I don't have to do anymore Beyonds. Andrew's not here. Marty's not here. They're both at Dice in Las Vegas, a video game convention for adults. And then I come in here and I do Beyonds by myself. And yeah. it's just. Well, you did a great job by yourself. Thanks. You, did, you carried the team. Yeah. Thank you yeah, very much. You did really well. Yeah, and shut guys, up, Brian. You guys are great. Shut up. <laughs> uh, welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 431. I'm Max Scoville. I'm Brian Altano. I'm Alana Pius. This is the newsroom. <laughs> We've never done it like that before. No, We're like this is where you said names. Yeah. Wow. No. Uh, Everything's falling apart. We did like a little, a little uh, three-person episode. Um, yeah. yeah. As you mentioned, uh, Marty and Goldfarb are off in uh, the land of, of Vegas, and they're talking to a bunch of developers. And so mm-hmm. I'm not really sure what DICE is, because for the longest time they've been talking about it since I got here in November, right. and I assumed that it was like related to the developer DICE, and I was like, they have a whole conference in Las Vegas? That would be weird. For what? I thought that too, What initially. are they showing? Um, no, it's it's pretty much, <laughs> it's kind of summer camp for, for developers. Hmm. It's developers in computer entertainment. I don't know if that's what it stands for. That sounds for. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, let's go with that. Developers in, yeah. Uh, okay, that sounds good. Yeah, developers of, wait. Yeah, and it's it's different than GDC, where yeah, it's, it's, like it's not as sort of granular, like, here's how you make a... A horse trot in a in a video yeah. game. Like, mm-hmm. here's how to animate a hand. It's not stuff like that. Yeah, um, uh, GDC seems like a lot of educational stuff for devs who are learning. Yes. Dice seems like a let's celebrate the stuff that we've mm-hmm. done. Kind of. It's a little more top level. I think okay. it's a lot of like CEOs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, okay. It's big. It's the big the big guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big guns. But there's. So there's I don't know why got, they invited Goldfarb. Martin. Yeah, I have no idea. They had both of those just to show you guys how uh, neither of them are big guys. Both of them bought their first suits just before going to this convention because neither of them owned one of those before. Mm-hmm. Which is good. That means they don't go to court and funerals as often as I do. I'm amazed that they don't get invited to weddings. Oh I'm no, not. they they are repurposing those suits for the various weddings they have specifically this year. All right, no, it yeah. must be it must be so, a special time in their lives when yeah. people start getting married. Yeah. Um, so there's a bunch of stuff coming out. There's it's, it's such a weird time of year. We are getting game releases, obviously. Like yeah, Firewatch just came out. Um, mm-hmm. Far Cry is very soon. Playing that Far Cry is coming out real soon. I totally that kind of crept Wait, up what? on us. When is that coming out? I think two weeks. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Wow, that's such a not Ubisoft thing to do. Right? Well, I just they, assumed it would be later this year. Yeah. They well, So what they did oh. was they, they, they kind of did one of those, like, we've been working on this. Here it is. Here's a reveal trailer. Here's a launch date. It's within five or six months of when they actually announced it. Might have even been shorter than that. And there's no and, Assassin's Creed this year, right? No. no full. Yeah. Uh, Ubisoft officially put out that press release just last week after Kotaku leaked the story that uh, there wasn't going to be an Assassin's Creed this year. Then, like, a month went by, and then Ubisoft was like, hey, guys, no Assassin's Creed this year, which is very odd because this <laughs> is the first... Bust, yeah. well, no, this, that's that's incorrect. There's no Assassin's Creed AAA console game yeah, this year. There is a mobile game, and a film. a downloadable game, and a film. Yeah. So, yeah. you know. Okay, yeah. To- you're No, you're totally right. Uh, there's they, they will never take 100% year off of Assassin's Creed everything. But I do think it's a little interesting that they are releasing a movie without any specific tie-in. Because, I mean, we just had... Zach Ryan just reviewed uh, the new Assassin's Creed Chronicles game for us. And he didn't love it. It's not a great game. Mm. So it's not like they're, there's a, you know, they're sitting on a Darth of extra AAA... Where's the budget going? I don't... Well, it's going into putting the franchise on hold, pulling back a little bit, and saying, what can we do here? Cause I the wish way, they had have done that forever ago. I think it's so smart. They've been, yeah. they've been yeah. putting that off for so long, and I think that the movie is such a perfect opportunity to be like, okay, here's what this thing is, and then get people in on the ground floor mm-hmm. next time around. If, yeah. if the game that they're spending more time on, the one that whatever comes out in 2017, yeah. is a, like a fresh start, I mean, if they just they just called it Assassin's Creed, you know, yeah. and they changed the logo or something. Yeah. So, That'd be awesome. Weird metaphor, but uh, my wife and I took a cooking class in San Francisco on Friday night, and there it was a Thai cooking class at this place called Pok Pok in Portland, which makes awesome food. Uh, we went there for for dinner like a couple months ago, and we're like, oh, there's a cooking class. We should learn how to do that. So it turns out there's so many people in this cooking class that the only way to do it is to give everybody in the class very specific tasks. So I was uh, chopping shallots for 10 minutes. My wife was working on garlic. Somebody around the corner was working on peanut sauce. We all just did different elements of this dinner. And at the very end, it just all kind of congealed and came Mm. together. But at no point could any of us be like, this dish is kind of bland. Or like, this is a little too spicy. Because you can't see it all? That's how Assassin's Creed games are made. Mm. Like, there are... Dozens of teams all over the world, and they're all working on different parts of it. So for one person to go like, this isn't working, it's kind of impossible because there's no like true – the whole thing. Yeah, it's really hard to see. You're focusing on the blades of grass. So I think yeah. it's, it's very cool that they're going, hey, we're going to pull back on this. I think they probably at one point had a 10-year scope for those games and saying we're going to put out a new one every single year. This one goes here. This one goes there. But aside from like setting and character swapping and like um, new ideas in terms of like weaponry – there wasn't really a ton of innovation in those games. No, absolutely. I think uh, I remember when it was announced that they were making Brotherhood. Yeah. I was like really mad about that. It was like, just make Assassin's Creed 3, just give us the end. Yes. Because it was meant to be a trilogy originally. And I loved Brotherhood. I enjoyed Revelations. But I, if I, by choice, like if I didn't have to review the latter two, I would have stopped playing after 3 because yeah. that game sucked. And it was also just like super, super saturated. And I always have it in my head that I feel like I've been betrayed by Assassin's Creed and that I loved it and I was invested in it. And all the stuff with the glyphs and all of the the stuff that you saw in the first game that ended up meaning absolutely nothing for the sake of longevity. Like, mm-hmm. so that they could just keep making them. Like, I feel like that game or that franchise would have been amazing if it was a trilogy, but it's not. I'm, I'm 100% with you. So them skipping this year just makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah, no, like, I think it's great. I'm, this, I think we're long overdue for like a just a proper reboot or just yeah, some kind of, a hey, break. This has been, I mean, it's coming up on its 10th anniversary, I think. Yeah. I mean, wow. I'd be interested to see if they do anything sort of 
uh, middle of the road this year where they go, hey, we're re-releasing four in you know remastered graphics or two with you know blah blah blah. blah. I'd replay two for sure if they re-release that. I think I would too, just because it's like I have a lot of really fond memories of that game. Yeah. Like it's just really gorgeous and really fun. Assassin's Creed One was definitely one of those like it. It came out, and you're like, okay, this is very problematic, but also like really fun. And there's a lot of interesting. The same way that I felt here. about Watch Dogs Two, where I was like, oh, the second game's going to be great. Yes, like, four was a even in my review of Watch Dogs One, I was like, sequel's going to be an amazing. Well, it's interesting game. you say you say that because I think that's going to be their placeholder this year. Will be Watch Dogs Two. Probably, probably will be right. out this fall, and you'll get your big open world fix. Plus, they have that new um, was it Ghost Recon game. Yeah, the the one that's kind of Far Cry-ish. Wildlands open, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's not, I don't know when that's coming out. That's, yeah. That seems like it's a ways off. They, they actually uh, do have a lot of stuff this year. They've got the yeah, I'm going to see so much stuff at the at, at E3 this year. Like it's, I think we're at that point in, like, I think the company's kind of figured out that, like, we don't string people along, you know? Like, the, yeah. the Fallout reveal yeah. last year was really huge, and I think it's, it's well, just sort of... But that's just having another conference. Yeah. Which yeah. I'm so surprised by. What are they going to show? Well, so let's get into that. One of our stories here today is that finally Fallout 4 DLC was revealed. Uh, if you're anything like the way Max and I were with uh, Battlefront, you bought a season pass without even thinking about it, just on the blind faith that the thing you enjoy is cool. Now, this one's really interesting to me because this is one of the first times I've ever seen this happen. The DLC is $29.99, or it has been $29.99 for the longest time. But after March 1st, the DLC becomes $49.99. Hmm. So if you want to save money... Buy it now. Uh, if you want to waste money, buy it then. Hmm. Uh, so for the longest time, people were like, well, I'll give these guys money because Bethesda always makes great DLC. Today we got the first details on it. And uh, I don't know, where do you sit on on Fallout 4, Alana? I know like Max and I were like kind of lukewarm on it. I would say I'm the same. I definitely liked it. Yeah. But not as much as 3. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. You still, um, you still play though, right? Like yeah. You, oh, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's, playing, that's a, yeah. A, Brian and I pretty much noped out. Like yeah. we played no, a little bit. I'm definitely the and then kind we... of person who will pick up DLC. Yeah. Like, okay. For sure. I so really actually, like I said from the jump, like, I'm not super interested in what's happening in this game right now and it feels sort of tedious. But um, I'm, I love when DLC comes out and they get to start making weird diagonals and strange all roads the, everywhere. The Fallout 3 DLC was all amazing. The yeah. whole of it, which is just so good. Point Lookout is like yep. one of the best DLCs that I've ever played. So the next, so great. next three months of Fallout DLC, we've got March, April, and May. Uh, and they promise they're actually doing even more after that. So if you get the, the season pass for $30 right now, you were really getting a good deal. So in March, we have the Automatron DLC, which is uh, you hunt new robots all over the wasteland, harvest their parts, and build new robots using those parts. It's hundreds of new parts and paint jobs for them, plus the brand new Lightning Chain Gun, which sounds really awesome. I like I liked this idea of this sort of like Mega Man boss thing coming mm-hmm. to, to Fallout. Like, just them being like, hey, there's robots everywhere. Go kill them, fight them, steal their pieces, and go back and build your own your own well, neck. It's, yeah, funny you cool. say, it's funny you say Mega Man because that sounds like ReCore. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, totally. totally. Exploring a wasteland and being like, I feel like I wonder if they just saw that mm. trailer and they were like, hmm, we can do that. Not bad. Yeah. Uh, and then there's another one that sounds sort of familiar. Uh, wasteland Workshop. Uh, design and build cages to leave and leave them around the world to capture horrible monsters and then unleash them on your enemies. You can even get them stuffed and put cool Deathclaw taxidermy in your settlement. When you, if you're sick in the head, I wrote that. That's oh, not. Did you write that's, that? No, this is none of this is their press I release. I will point out that well, it's like Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. totally. Got to got to catch all these all these animals. Which like you know I didn't really get into the settlement stuff. It was a little overwhelming for me. I think like 
I'm like I'm so I, like I'm I was so raised on like Lego and Playmobil that had it been a little more gridded out, I think it would have made perfect sense mm-hmm. to me. If it was just like here's a grid, kind of like The Sims or whatever, you can put this here and there. Once things started getting into like wacky diagonals, mm. like the weird kind of like obsessive part of my brain didn't let things just fit into the right boxes. I get that. So yeah. I got really overwhelmed by it. Uh, there's just so much there. But the people who did get into it got super into it, dude. They did like the coolest stuff. Yeah. So to be able to be like, you can go out there and hunt hunt ghouls and kill them and come back get them stuffed and mount them on your wall like a sick mm. dude yeah, I'm really just, into that or just build arenas and make them fight which I yeah. mean, people have been yeah. doing with mods already yeah. so yeah so automatron is 9.99 wasteland workshop is 4.99 so now keep in mind we're already up to $15 worth of DLC now the big one far harbor in may is 24.99 $5 cheaper than the entire season pass uh, and this is you could take a boat to a radiated island far harbor and search for a missing woman far harbor far harbor yeah largest new area in any Fallout <laughs> DLC yet. Uh, there's new faction quests, areas, enemies, dungeons, and higher powered weapons and armor. So this is like, this is meaty. This is like the yep. big, mm-hmm. this is the big new story stuff this that people want. This is the point wanted. lookout. Yeah, yeah 100%. This, this actually reminds me a lot of how Skyrim's DLC was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, we were kind of expecting that to be more similar to Fallout 3's DLC and that it was like, here are individual kind of standalone packages that expand on different mm-hmm. parts of the game that you might have enjoyed. Uh, instead, they were like, alright, you can adopt orphans. Um... You yeah, could they be were a, really strange, you could, weren't they? What was it? it was like, there was like hearth, Hearthstone? Or, no, not Hearthstone. You Hearthfire. travel with mm-hmm. dragons. Uh, yeah, that, that was one. real disappointing. That yeah, was like, super yeah. Dis- mods did it better. And there was a yeah. vampire one where you went to yeah. some like other domain. Yeah, yep. it was, that was really weird. Oh, no, so, that one was cool, though. The one where you went to the other place was actually really cool. It was the, super the vampire freaky. one? I don't know if it was vampire. You could turn into a, were, a werewolf. Anyway, uh, so... Yeah? A vampire? You can turn a vampire. Please stop. It's really it was, it was Frankenstein. You can be a Frankenstein. A you were in like a, another dimension. Okay, you're just describing True Blood seasons. Now. You have to go to the tower. There's a bunch of wizards in Why there. You're f- probably right. That's yeah. really, no, scary, that really right. scary skeletons. Don't, I believe it. Don't don't encourage him. Back to Bethesda press conference. <laughs> anyway, so I was so surprised that yeah. they're doing that because it was like, what the hell are they going to? Sh- they're not going to show a new Elder Scrolls. Well, it's too soon. No, but I mean, there's there's probably. Doom stuff. I would I would wager yeah. there's going to be a new Wolfenstein. Oh, I would um, love new Wolfenstein. But like they're, they're sitting on it, a lot of properties. So yeah, but like last year's press conference was half an hour of Dishonored, Doom. Yep. I don't know some other stuff, and then half an hour of Fallout. Yeah, and, and like then, that was the reason that they had the show. Right, so that like, was the why big are hook. They doing it again. Um, well, they, you know, it's interesting you say that because this is like their big. They've they've gotten their big baby out of the door already, and the way they set it up last year in terms of being their first press conference. It was a great press conference. Oh my god, it was great, and the the pacing of it being like. Hey, look in your pocket right now. You have a new Fallout game right yeah. now, and it's that was free. So smart. Uh, yeah. Hey, well, when you if, while you're holding your iPhone, we figured out another place it can go. A Pit Boy you can wear on your arm. Yeah. Oh, and here's Fallout Four. What's yeah. up? That was so good. Like that, that was, was so great. Impressive. You know, and like all of those things didn't really end up meaning much to me eventually. But still, like the pacing in which they let those ex- that, those uh, what was the word? Announcements. I couldn't say the word announcements. <laughs> I'm it's tired. Also, just like they spoke about a lot of video games. Yeah, and yeah. it was like sweet. Was all yeah, was, that, was, that was all the stuff we wanted to hear. You yeah. know? That was all really exciting, fun stuff. Yeah, I, like I Pele like wasn't there. Yeah. If, <laughs> if I had to predict like what Bethesda is going to do for their press conference this year, I think that they're going to open up by talking about Fallout and yeah. probably announce the next DLC. Because if you look, this is March, April, May. Yeah, that they've got more. To, if they were like, hey, the new Fallout right, DLC so is maybe available. the next one will be huge. Yeah. It's available now on Xbox One. I feel yeah. like they'll also talk about mods a fair bit. I'm, I'm expecting them to integrate that into their press conference because we yeah. haven't had a lot of official Bethesda comment on mods. No, mods not at all. Gonna be, they're going to be certain ones Compatible available with to, Xbox yeah, One. So that's yeah. going to be a huge yeah. deal and maybe they'll announce that. But it's still like, if they have yeah. an hour of a press conference, like, we, I don't 
don't think we've seen actual gameplay of Dishonored 2 yet. We've mm-hmm. seen cinematic stuff. We haven't seen Definitely going to be a chunk of that. Yeah, it's, a bunch of that. It is interesting you say the mods thing because I think there are a lot of people that jumped on Fallout 4 for Xbox One specifically because they knew that was in the pipeline. Mm-hmm. And it's been a few months now. We haven't heard anything about it. And those people were actually kind of punished with performance issues because yeah. the Xbox One version was probably the sort of least fluid of the three. PS4 had yeah. some problems. PC was a little cleaner than all of them. But yeah, that's it's it's that hasn't that's a bit of an investment that hasn't really paid off yet. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Uh, so just to reiterate, uh, nine ninety nine in March for Automatron, four ninety nine in April for Wasteland Workshop, twenty four ninety nine in May for Far Harbor. You can buy those all piecemeal, or you can get them all for twenty nine ninety nine before March first. They said, in addition, if you didn't buy the season pass yet, there is still time. Anyone who buys a season pass for twenty nine ninety nine before March first will get all sixty dollars worth of content. Also, you know, of course, plus the additional stuff they're still doing. This is our way of saying thanks to all our loyal fans who have believed in us and supported us over the years. See, that's. Nice. That's how like pre-order stuff should be. Like yeah. I think pre-orders are kind of fundamentally sort of a bad idea. But if you if it's cheaper to buy something early as kind of a vote of confidence, yep, yeah, that that makes perfect sense. So yeah. I don't know if you wanna if you wanna play these robot games about the the distant harbor. Yeah, you know, get on it, Max. You and I, ones you, you and I have spent up. we spent a lot of time in 2015 and some of 2016 sort of defending our purchase of the Battlefront DLC at $49.99, which we finally get details on and starting to trickle out soon. Um, I wonder if it had been, you know, $29.99 from the jump, if this would still be the same issue. That's I mean, it, d- it does still say EA in the box, yeah, <laughs> which is a big problem. Yep. People do get mad at EA. Anyway, uh, we had another big story this week, PlayStation VR, uh, possibly coming out this fall, according to GameStop CEO, and not like some snitch over at Amazon France. That's usually where these stories come out of. It's some <laughs> snitch. Always Amazon over France. At Amazon France. Uh, he says so. He says Sony had initially planned for the first half of 2016. GameStop will also sell Oculus and Vive, which is in talks to right now. Wow. So it's kind of interesting to think about your friendly local video game store just having a ton of different VR sections too. Yeah. Um, I have a feeling that we're, you know, by fall 2016, the Wii U section will be very small. When the is Vita fall? section. When what? is fall? When is fall? What? Really? In America? Oh. Uh, well, we call that autumn. First, oh, it's after it's summer. What do you call summer? Summer. Okay, so, so it's it's, is it the spider really season or fire season? Uh, autumn. Or yeah, both? no, there's, there's a few spiders. In okay. Yeah. When yeah. is the season where the the dead rise from the earth? Oh yeah, that's summer. Okay, that's summer. Yeah. I figured. Yeah, yeah, it's hot. Gets all that that soil loosened up yeah. for the skeletons. Yeah, they really like it. <laughs> to perch atop. It's actually really the bat volcano. A lot of people actually die in summer in Australia because I, it's hot. It's it's very people seldom die. that somebody stops my train of thought so dead in its tracks as when is fall. I was like, do I have a a daughter <laughs> who's five? Yeah. All right. That's great. I've been here for three months. Yes. Okay. okay. I didn't well, know how seasons in- work in Australia. How many months is I don't know in in what fall is Six September months, eight, September eight, to no, June, nobody November. knows okay so I don't know yeah then the number seven fall podcast uh, so <laughs> this means that by the end of this year there's going to be a bunch of, of of VR sections at your local GameStop which is kind of gross because if you've ever picked up a controller at a GameStop Ugh. and and walked away Never. with seventy diseases can you imagine doing that with a helmet coming soon to GameStop in your area pink eye seventy <laughs> diseases a nice staph infection on your ears yeah what now yeah. Parasites. Uh, get get some uh, DLC exclusive lice for your head. It's yeah. It's just gonna get really gross in there. Kids are nasty. A lot of people don't know that, but children are really. They're just disgusting well, I mean, little animal this sponges. Mean they'll have them all playable. Just means they'll sell. No, them. but I mean that's how you sell VR, right? 
yeah, by playing it. I mean, you got to get your hands on it. Like, I think that's yeah. when when I first bought uh, a Vita or a DS, it was because somebody handed me one. You know, and I, mm-hmm. I I was here I was here for the launch of Vita. I worked I worked at IGN at the time, and Greg and Colin got some in the office, and like people did not want to let go of them. Like we were mm-hmm. passing them around. You want to just hold it because it was like it was the most beautiful handheld anyone had ever made, mm-hmm. far and away. Mm-hmm. And that's something you needed to hold in your hand. And I was like looking at screenshots for games and watching videos and reading articles. But until I was like holding a Vita in my hand, yeah. then I was like, oh, this is this is what's up. Yeah, people always say that VR is gimmicky until they try it. Yeah. And like, whoa, yeah. this is not gimmicky, this is legit. Yeah, it's, it's easy to look at it from afar and be like, I don't get it. But until you actually try it, uh, and like the, you know, the, we've talked about this before, but the Wii kind of had the same problem where people were like, well, these games are hideous and I can, this is just some, like some crappy bowling mini game. Yeah. And then they swung their arm, arm back and, yeah. and rolled a bowling ball down their living room magically. Video games are gimmicky fundamentally. Oh, you know, yeah. It's a yeah. bunch of flashing well, lights and noises. Yep. Um, yeah, that's a word that gets thrown around a lot in, in our industry, by the way, and ne- very negatively. Gimmicky. You know? yeah. yeah. And I think gimmicks are cool. Yeah. Gimmicks inherently are kind of a positive, cool hook to get you into something. Yeah, so. yeah that's true. Anyway. Um, but, yeah, I feel like autumn or fall mm-hmm. is, like, a, a reasonable time. Like, I believe that. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that makes sense. Um, I feel like VR might have been waiting for Oculus to yeah. announce their price before... Mm-hmm. Acting on it because I, I feel like the VR has been done for a while. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm totally with you, and I think that like if they are if if they are going to start treating this like it's a console launch, which they absolutely should. Yes. Like the same sort of marketing strong arms need to go into it as did the PS4. Yeah, um, they need good then, launch titles. Yep. Um, I don't know if I told you guys this before, but every time that I've used PSVR, I always like will ask the person the question of, they always put it on my head. They always tighten it. They don't let me do it. I'm like, oh, how right, is this right, right, going right. to work if I'm alone in a room yeah. and I have to do it all? And I've never gotten an answer. They're always like, uh, I'm not the right person to answer that because like, you don't have an answer yet. Well, because there are other weird, like the, the slightest inconsistency with placement with one of those things completely breaks the entire experience. You can't see anything. Well, yeah. they're also worried about you breaking it. Yeah. Because if it's going to be going on 200 people's heads in a day, then it's sort of. Yeah. yeah. They, if, they're if, really if just trying drop to. it, you screw up their entire trade show. That's. Mm-hmm. Probably pretty worse. That would be pretty bad. Yeah. Also, you have head lice now. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Well, they tend to clean them afterwards, but I don't know how well they do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't think it'll be that bad. I think it'll be about the same as like, I don't know. Like, I always feel like, what's a what's a good comparison? I mean, I guess like any piece of hardware that you see kind of in the wild, like, right. Even if you're seeing like a laptop at Best Buy or whatever, like just picking it up and being like, oh, like this isn't mine. I, I don't feel comfortable. Like, I don't want to break this. Like, I'm this is somebody else's thing. Whereas like. I throw my own laptop around like an idiot, you know? Like, yeah, it's like, you know, you throw your phone in your pocket, but the first time you see a phone, you're like, oh, 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 careful, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I That's mean, we're true. probably going to have, you know, if we wind up getting VR headsets, we're probably going to break them, you know? Yeah, it'll happen. Yeah. Probably going <laughs> to things break. Yeah. figure out what happens there. That's you know? a really sad thought. You're probably going to break that $600 thing at some point because you don't have that problem with consoles. Yeah, yeah. you think that's bad. Yeah. We're all going to die pretty soon, too. Well, Not pretty soon. I mean, eventually. No, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, in the grand I mean, scheme most parrots are going to outlive us. Turtles by by far. Oh yeah, yeah. Turtles live live a long time. Some turtles live to be a million years old. Not like box turtles though. No, they get driven over. I was like, wait, what? No, that's not true. That's That's definitely not true. Um, Uh, Anyway, uh, we also got a quote from Capcom about Street Fighter V story mode. A Street Fighter V is out. Today? Yeah. Yeah. It's out in the wild. And uh, we put a review up yesterday. Vincent Gianito liked it, despite the fact that it shipped very content thin. Yes. Mm. Uh, This game is going to mean. Doesn't even have a kumo. Nope. Well, no. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's coming. But there is, yeah. there's, there's a weird, there's a weird setup here. Like this is such a. I mean, this kind of goes in the same category as I would say 
Battlefront, uh, with Destiny, yep. with uh, games coming out that are like. I don't want to say unfinished, but content light. Mm-hmm. You know, like they finished some yeah. portion of it and they wanted to get it out either f- because of uh, earnings. Vince's big theory is that they needed to get it out before the Capcom Cup because yeah. they can't have people playing Street Fighter Four still. Like they have to basically. I, just, I feel like, I'm, I mean, I've played Street Fighter Five a bunch of times. I think the earliest I played it was like maybe June last year. Maybe I don't remember Probably. exactly, it was but a, I played it a long time ago yeah. and it felt the same as it feels. It was like. at PAX Prime, right? Yeah, so you so might yeah, have probably around that. You're yeah. not like a pro player, though, right? That's true. Yeah, you're and jumping I wouldn't in. be able to recognize differences in balancing and stuff yeah. like that, but it's not that different, and it's, it's I mean, what took them so they're long. They're probably also nailing down netcode and stuff, and I mean, yeah. the people yeah. who are looking at frame data, you know, like it's it's one of those things where yeah, that's true. it is like fighting games are easily the most iterative, like just integral, like minute, like I mean, they, fine, have, they fine also tuned. have to be yeah. perfect. Yeah. The stuff, the stuff that we don't think about, like the pros when they play those games um, they're they're seeing it like in Neo mode basically mm-hmm. where there's they can see the hitboxes and they mm-hmm. they know exactly how much damage each thing does and how far they have to be to throw a certain thing whereas a lot of other people just kind of jump in and they're like oh I like Guile yeah. Yeah. and they start punching but the main issue with this game is that it shipped without like a sort of dedicated actual arcade mode which mm-hmm. Street Fighter always had or a tutorial or a tutorial like um, it doesn't teach you how to play it and it doesn't have a story mode so, so they weird. did say that story mode is coming Side note, they haven't mentioned that arcade mode is coming. That actually isn't part of their officially announced roadmap yet. Oh. So I think the the weird thing about games now is that, uh, you know, the big argument is that, you know, when we bought Battlefront, well, the old Battlefront had everything in the box on, on day one. Got it. Uh, the old Street Fighter had everything in the box. Like, Killer Instinct, when it came out in the Xbox One's launch, um, had just a few fighters, and it was free to play. Yeah. And you can p- download the game, and then you could get additional fighters and stages and modes and stuff like that. But you could play it all. Whereas when I bought Killer Instinct for the Super Nintendo or Killer Instinct Gold for the N64, the game was there. Everything mm-hmm. was just there. Um, I never looked to those games like, wow, story mode. But still, it was kind of cool to be like, you know, to see a Street Fighter match end with like, go home and be a family man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, or like you'd see a picture of Chun-Li riding away or Dawson so, on an elephant. Other thing is that Capcom's got a bunch of DLC coming aside from, you know, the, the story mode. Yeah. A uh, bunch of characters are coming, but they're coming. They're going to be free DLC, but you have to unlock them in the game. Yeah. Or you can buy them if you just want, which is like kind of a like hybrid that. with that with that Killer Instinct model. Yeah. I like that uh, a lot. I, yeah, I'm okay with it, you know, because yeah. it's like if you're if you're not going to be playing the game, what are you complaining about, you know? But yeah. I think the the reality is, at some point in the last five or so years, games started shipping halfway through their roadmap. Destiny's a perfect example yeah. of that for sure. And what happened was the audience was upset, but overwhelmingly still bought a lot of copies and yeah. sent the message that. This is fine. You can do mm-hmm. it. And honestly, for pros, like talking to Vince, a guy who's like, you know, he doesn't fight on the pro level, but he's really invested in that. Um, this game's great for him right now because the, fundamentally the gameplay is fantastic. Max and I have been playing it. We're having a great time with it. Mm-hmm. Even if we're not, we're not very good at it. We're no. still, we're still learning. No, I mean, I've got it at home. I've been playing it a bit. I got, I got drunk with my roommate and played and beat each other up. And like, it's, uh, I, I mean, it, it, I can see why it feels light and yeah. content, but you look at every other Street Fighter and they've there's I mean even before they had DLC they would be like oh it's arcade edition or it's it's turbo yep. light EX3 or whatever like there's always going to be some kind of like expansion that they I mean, have it's actually really fun, funny you mention that habit of releasing things twice yeah like Dragon's Dogma Dragon's Dogma Dark Horizon mm-hmm. Dark Horizon yeah. is the completed game and it's way better than Dragon's Dogma yep. and they also did it with like Marvel vs. Capcom 3 I never thought about they it like that they released it twice yeah like they just 
they do that, and I, I hate it. No, I had friends. I had friends in well, middle so, school so, that bought Street Fighter, Street Fighter Two Turbo, uh, yeah. Super Street Fighter, and they were basically just they would add a couple extra characters. I mean, each time. Marvel vs. Capcom and Marvel vs. Capcom Three. The only difference is like I don't know six characters. I don't mm-hmm. remember exactly, but it, that's really all it's it is. The same yeah. as the Game it's of the Year like, edition, though. It is, but. They do it for every single game all the yeah. time. I mean, so it's super common. It's Street Fighter Five's got a story mode. It's coming. We don't know when, um, and it's one to two hours long. Which, like, you know, if this was GTA, I'd be like, that's a problem. I don't really mind it with a fighting game. I like, don't either. How long was the Injustice story mode? I feel that like was that like, was super short. That was like ten hours. Was it really? six, six hours? Maybe. Okay. It was like it was it was substantial. Yeah. Really. There was a there was a good story there. I would have guessed that was like four hours. Yeah, maybe I'm crazy. I guess I guess between I it not being ready at launch and it being kind of short for mm-hmm. you know at a least story the mode. Is great. So yeah. also this is like story mode. What is story mode in a fighting game? Like is it a different story mode for every character? Usually, like, yeah. yeah. So like, if it's like you know one hour per character mm-hmm. times eight or twelve or whatever the hell. Which the I think it's like is. it's it's 16. nice. Like Mortal Kombat's done it a few times now where like they show the whole like Johnny Cage arc and in, like there's a cutscene that happens that leads to a fight mm-hmm. and then you have the fight and it kicks you back out. Like I don't play the wrestling video games, but they're really good at this too, where they'll sort of just like create this kind of randomized narrative between matches. Yeah. That just make you go, Oh, there's a little bit of weight behind this one. Like yeah. I gotta win this because he just punched my sister or whatever the hell it is. Um, I don't know if that wrestling. happens in Street Fighter. Classic <laughs> wrestling. Yeah. Uh, so either way, I mean, let us know what you think about this game. I know the people who are playing it right now are really into it, but it is a little light on content. So uh, tell us what you think about that business model and if that's a thing that you want to see going mm-hmm. forward. You can shoot us an email. It's uh, beyond at IGN.com. Uh, and then I think, it, I think it's worth pointing out that like people fell in love with The Taken King. Yeah. The original Destiny came out. It was kind of like... People were underwhelmed. Like yeah. a lot of people got burned by that, and they they walked away. Uh, and then conversely, like when Battlefront launched, we fell in love with it. But I mean, it's going to be an entirely different game in a year. Like in a year when everything is out. Yeah. Even like more than a year. Yeah. And so I mean, my that's the thing that happens now. My big fear with that is uh, I'm, I was looking at over the weekend. I, I played some Battlefront over the weekend because the uh, they had a double XP thing. Mm-hmm. And what better way to spend Valentine's weekend? <laughs> and uh, I noticed that like I was having. No problem connecting to matches, but I was reading up on the stats, and they're kind of low. And Hmm. that's normal for a game to launch, an online multiplayer shooter, have strong numbers and then die down. Um, And they'll spike with the DLC, but I think each spike will be a little lower. And I'm wondering if Street Fighter V is going to have the same sort of thing. Now, if people, if the pro fighting community latches onto it, which they will, they'll be playing this forever. I mean, if you look at, like, the Smash Brothers games... Like, people are still playing Smash for GameCube. Yeah. And there's been two other Smash Brothers games since then. Yeah. Three if you got the 3DS version. And they're just like, this is my one. I'm going to keep rocking it. So uh, maybe it won't be a problem. Maybe people will be playing it for no, years. No, I don't, but I don't think it will. It's a, I mean, it's a very social game. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like if they put out a new Frisbee every year, people would still be playing with the Frisbee they had, you know, five years ago. 100%. Whatever, unless yeah. they got it on someone's roof and then they, you know, couldn't get it down. Yeah, that's yeah, usually where Frisbees like go to die. There's an interesting amount of loyalty to fighting games. Like, I still play, like, by choice if I would have fight a friend I would play Soul Calibur 4 specifically yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's like everyone has like a really specific one that they stick to in different genres and I don't think any other type of game has that maybe like Halo I mean shooters yeah that. I think anything that's really that's that's competitive and social has that yeah, to probably. it and I mean like it's it's so weird like this kind of this kind of business model where they sort of you know trickle out content is sort of frustrating for people who are early adopters but at the same time uh, you know you gotta factor in that like this is still like a relatively new 
console generation. Like, there's yeah. plenty of people out there who are still playing on like PS3 and 360. How mm-hmm. much was Street Fighter Five? Sixty bucks. It's full price. Yeah. Mm. I, I mean, mean if the gonna... DLC's free. Yeah. Then it's okay. It's I was everything. really mad about Destiny when that came out and right. having to pay for the Taken King. Like, I haven't played the Taken King yet, but I'm sure that I would like it. Yeah. But by principle, it just that's mm-hmm. terrible. Yeah, I think the the honest thing here is that Capcom has been pretty upfront about this stuff for for a while. Yeah. Kind of illustrating like this is what we're doing. I think when Destiny launched, it it kind of fell victim to that like just the vast scope in which the things they promised was like this is going to be your new space epic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it shipped pretty light. So yeah. uh, now I mean, you know, like we always say, like games grow, and if you look at it now, it's that's not. Uh, definitely not an issue anymore. So it, it'll be cool to come back to Street Fighter uh, Five in a couple of months and be like, yeah. "Where is this thing now? How, how's it doing?" Anyway, Max, it was a birthday this week. Yeah, a little baby boy, a little a little friend of ours, is, our uh, little son, our, uh, our our weird little friend, the Vladimir Vita, the the. V- the Vita. Vincent Von Vita. Vita turned four this week in America. Yeah. Which is 12 in Australia. And that's yeah. uh, that's uh, 102 in, in handheld years. Yep. Uh, man, so that's that's cool. We all love the Vita. Yeah. Oh, what do you think of the Vita? I've almost never used a Vita. Really? What? Yeah. We got like three in my in our houses floating around. How do you really? how do you almost yeah. never use something? Got a bunch of Vitas. Like I've I've never owned one or had oh, okay. access to one. Right. So when I had played it, I really enjoyed it. I liked Hotline Miami on Vita a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've never like finished a whole... Did Andrew really wanted me to play something Persona, Persona related yeah. He's when I was on a flight to, to New York, but apparently yeah. the Vita was dead. Yeah, you would have been um, able to pay uh, like 20% of that game. It's, just, it's a real long game. Yeah. yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. No, it's, it's a wonderful handheld. The, the thing it's that I think it has going kind of worst for it in terms of it being... Obviously, it's a, it's a handheld, so it's kind of a personal device. So it's mm-hmm. not really like, hey, come over and play my game with me. I mean, you can loan it to somebody, but it's also like it's tied to... Like, there's no guest account, you know? It's always been tied to, like, one person's, right. you know, username. Yeah. Uh, which I remember being sort of, like, scratching my head at that when I was when it was first announced because it was like, what about kids on a road trip? Are they going to fight over, like, save slots or, you know, having what your handle is? Yeah, totally. Uh, Interesting. I mean, it's a really wonderful little device, though. Mm. Uh, it's kind of... I think they're sort of it's sort of dead in the water in terms of, like, main AAA development, but we're still getting, we're still getting new titles for it. There's a... A game coming out this week uh, called Super Blast Deluxe. Are you prepared to blast with Red the Imp? He's a mischievous little <laughs> rascal with a ferocious appetite for chilies. I'm prepared to blast with that imp. Yeah. He has been tasked with lighting up the skies to keep the party going, and he plans to spice up the night before the sun comes out. You know, there you have it, kids. I would say you've, you've gotten accusations in the past of being snarky in the way you read those. I don't think there's a way to read that no. without sounding like what's <laughs> what happened. Yeah, uh, that's a good time to be alive. Yeah, the, the Vita's best days are definitely behind it, but um, it's going to be able to play all those great games forever. Yeah, IGN kinda... has a. We're in the middle of updating all of our top twenty fives right now, which is something we do, I think, twice a year now. Because, yeah. or you know, where applicable? Because there's certain there's certain platforms that are like the Wii is done. We don't need to update that one. Yeah. That's that you can say say goodbye to that one. Uh, They're th- trying we just, to get rid of uh, games from previous gen on the lists. Yes, sometime this mm-hmm. year. So you know, we're not going to have GTA Five on the PS4 list anymore. Which I'm I'm totally cool with, by the way, because I think it's like I don't know. It's good reader service to come in and 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 say like. These are these games that defined this console. Yeah. And I don't know if, like... We needed it at the start to flesh it out because it wasn't enough games. But yep. I think now, I mean, I feel like the PS4 has a pretty strong game library. Yeah. Xbox One does as well. So I think it's it's yeah. a good time to 
get rid of. And it. on that note, we are starting to see kind of more backwards compatibility. Xbox One has it. Uh, yeah. PS4 has obviously got PlayStation now. Uh, Vita has a whole, like a whole bunch of awesome like PlayStation One games on there. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, I mean, that's, that's it. Also has like you know, it's it definitely has a long list of games that are exclusive to it that uh, aren't just ports or are at least like original ports where they've done something different and new enough with an IP. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's still games coming to it, so go check out the top 25 Vita. Uh, if you haven't bought a Vita yet, like jump on that. It's I'm sure the prices are only dropping, although the memory cards aren't. Yeah, they are still stupidly expensive because they made them out of a, a special space rock. Is that yeah? Is there, Is it like are they meteor? <laughs> like what is what is going on? <laughs> I had to go to the planet Pandora and mine. Is it moon rock? They had to mine it from the the Navi people. No, but like seriously, it's absolutely ridiculous that it's that it's like sixty eight to eighty bucks for like a thirty two gigabyte memory card. Hey, Probably you know just what? because people have to buy them. You know, a game you can totally play on a, on on a PlayStation Vita. What? Avatar, James Cameron's Avatar. Really? For the PSP. You can play James Cam. You can, Cam- get, you can get PSP. Why are you saying it like that? Avatar. James Cameron's Avatar. <laughs> He's not Spanish. <laughs> James Cameron's Avatar. Yeah. Cameron is Hola. Spanish for. Uh, Donde es la Avatar? It means prawn. So, my thing with uh, not buying a Vita is that, like, if I would have. I really like the 3DS. Yeah. Loved game library on the 3DS. You're a traitor. I get it. I just can't. Like, if I have access to a 3DS and all of the rad stuff on that. What's the selling point for the Vita? The like, screen. The screen. I like. Yeah. I. It is. But there's I, a lot of stuff that I can play on PS4. Well, yeah. Okay. So uh, listen. I'm like. I'm a huge old school Nintendo handheld guy. It's like one of the one of the first things I started gaming on. I brought a, a Game Boy to school in like second grade. Like that's that was my first time I could be like I'm playing video games on the bus. This is, and not like some crappy Tiger Electronics garbage. But like the first time you could like actually play a game like that. And there were Mario games for it. They made a Zelda game for it. Like they were all really cool. Eventually, you know, and eventually had a great library. The one thing Nintendo has always uh, emphasized over PlayStation is that they want to make something that's cheap. Easy to manufacture and is incredibly resilient. And like a Sony, child could hit it with a, a hammer. A child could hit fine. it with a hammer, and then they would replace it within a week for free. That doesn't work on PlayStation. Like Sony is looking for a higher barometer of quality. They know that like adults are going to take this, they're going to put this in this like little man purse in their satchel, and they're going to travel and they're going to take it out like it's this delicate thing. You don't just like you can take a DS and chuck it in the backseat of your car. You don't do that with a Vita. You yeah. hold on to it. And like having played a ton of games on Vita, and then going and jumping and playing. Not even just the same games, because that's night and day, but playing any games on 3DS, like there's a noticeable drop in screen quality. Mm-hmm. Like it's just not the same. There's also like more of an emphasis on touchscreen stuff, whereas it's, on it's, Vita, it's like it's kind of understated. It's more specifically the game library that I'm talking about. Like okay. 3DS yeah. has an incredible game library. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, it's so, when. They're Nintendo games. Yeah. <laughs> when it. Well, I will say that like Nintendo put all of its strength into first-party development on the 3DS and the DS, and it's got a really good, robust library there. I think Sony. Um, what are some of the best like Vita titles? Like uh, Hotline Melee, Miami. Yeah. Hotline Miami. Um, um, what was it? The, the the one that's all papery. Um, oh, Terraway. Yeah. Terraway's great. Super like cute. Uncharted's great. Like there's like you know there. There are games that when they try to do like the kind of console experience, it, it's kind of hit yeah. or miss. Like Sound Shapes is awesome on Vita. That's that's, that's, that's a first party. Generally, game. any like Ollie, downloadable, great on Vita. like downloadable indie game that's come out in the past like five years, it, yep. if it exists on Vita, it's probably your go-to platform for mm-hmm. it. I suppose what I, the Super way Meat that I'm Boy, looking at it is Limbo. like all of that stuff I can play on a console. And then the, the 3DS stuff, which might even be a detriment to the 3DS, is that I can only play it on the 3DS. So I have to play it on yeah, the 3DS. Yeah, but can you, can you play a console while you're taking the bath? 
No. No. You get electrocuted. Yeah. You wouldn't be here right now. So I would just take my 3DS in there. Yeah, you can't play you can't play uh, Hotline Miami on a, a Nintendo 3DS. Yeah, you can't because it's blood it's in that game, and that's yeah. bad on the, for Nintendo their system. Nintendo doesn't like that. Yeah, no, like I also blood. think that like uh, like you're enjoying 3DS games right now. They are absolutely not future proofed in any way. Like if you no, look right. the the way 3DS games are designed from the ground point. up. Vita yeah. is probably super future proof. If if I design a game for Vita today, I'd be able to play it on a PS6, mm. and it would just be still widescreen. Like it wouldn't look as great, but like, can you imagine playing a 3DS game on your TV in five years? I can tell you it's ugly because I've tried playing a uh, DS game on my TV this year or last year through the Wii U uh, Virtual Console, and it's horrible. Like, those games aren't future-proofed. Same th- same way, like, anything with, like, motion controls, like, w- won't really work yep. in a couple of years. Yep. Like, yeah. And I think Sony just kind of got it. Like, there's some touchscreen stuff in Uncharted, uh, Golden Abyss, but I think, like, you could... You could work around that. You mm. know, that's something you could you could probably code around. Yeah. So I don't know. Happy birthday, Vita! It's been a good four years. I'd love to say here's to four more. I don't know if you'll get one. Yeah, but it's been a good I mean, four there'd years. Be, there'd be some weird stuff going yeah. on there. Also, it's like if you, I mean, like if you see Vita on sale, just like totally, and you, you want to take the take the leap, just totally do it because you can also do remote play, and it's kind of awesome. Remote yeah. play is great. Like Jen was playing. Uh, the Witness in bed, and like mm-hmm. The Witness is a perfect game for that because if there's a little bit of lag, it's not the end of the world because you're playing puzzles. Yeah, mm. like for any kind of walking simulator. Type yeah, it's thing. it's not like playing a Call of Duty multiplayer match right. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's that makes that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Um, we have a fun thing to talk about. It was just a Valentine's Day. It's not how you spell Valentine's. Valentine's. Nope. Valentine's. Valentine's It's love Day. month. It's yeah. lover's month. Lover's month. Time for um, kissings and snoochings so and normally, hugs and normally hands. Normally we, uh, we do rapid fire. Did you say hams? I, hams? Hands. Everyone could, loves a nice Valentine's ham. Are oh, you like a nice bed ham? Bring a nice ham into bed? Ah, uh, yes. Valiant ham's day. Ah, a good bedtime ham. I love ham. a nice Valiant ham. Mmm. Uh, yes. Honey baked... Big old warm mm. bedtime ham. King pineapples, honey glazed abomination. Where are the ladies going? They don't need them anymore because I have a big old bedtime ham. <laughs> Shove it in your pillow and put your head on it like a weird boy. Take a whole mm, ham mm, in the bath. Mm. Happy Valentine's Ham Day. Mm. Anyway, it's Lovers Month. Maple glazed. Oh boy. And usually right. I go All into right. the I go. <laughs> okay. I go into the podcast beyond Facebook group, which you can do by going to Facebook and going to slash groups to pod, whatever it is. Yeah. I, I don't know how URLs work on Facebook. Go to go to just search for podcast beyond. You'll find it. There's ten thousand five hundred people in there, all willing and ready to hug you yeah. with open arms. And you jumped in there, and in the spirit of Valiant Ham's Day, and uh, I said, "What said, meat would you put in your bed?" Yeah, no, you I didn't. <laughs> I did not do it's that. February love is in the air, or something. So, if you ask them why they love video games in one to two sentences. Yes, yeah. one sentence. Why do you love you video one games? one or two sentences. Well, things changed along the road, okay? You All right. Know, like, I, I was like, going to have a story mode, and it got cut. Yeah. <laughs> it's not part of the content roadmap anymore. Sorry, Brian. <laughs> nope. Uh, check for it in the DLC, in the Podcast Beyond Facebook group. We're going to have a whole bunch of great Valentine's Day content coming up over yep. the next uh, next year and a half. Yeah, we're going to turn, turn that ham into a bunch uh, of sandwiches. We've got a special uh, Hall- Valentine's Day Halloween special, where uh, mm-hmm. it's going to be a heart-shaped pumpkin yeah. full of skulls. <laughs> yeah. Pull it in. Bring it into your bed. Yeah. A pumpkin full of ham. Anyway, uh, so we asked you guys to tell us why you love video games. Because you know what? Let's be honest here. Like, if if you read the comments on any video game website, you're like, I don't love video games anymore. I don't even love people. I hate everything. Do any of these people like video games? I don't think they do. Mm. I really don't think they do. Where's the love? It's in the Podcast Beyond Facebook group. So (laughs) Nikki Powell says, hi, Nikki. She says, I love video games because they are a way to connect with friends and family and a way to disconnect yourself from things that may be stressing you out 
all at the same time. I really love that because hmm. they are a way to like bring people together for almost the best reasons. But also, when the same fr- friends and family that you love so much start pissing you off, you can go to bed with your ham. Yeah, I actually grabbed a couple more that are. Um, uh, Tim Jackson said something very similar. There were a lot of people saying kind of the same stuff. Yeah. I want to grab a couple. Video games bring my friends and I together while also allowing me to escape by myself Ooh. when I need to, which is like, that's kind of a, a great example of how versatile yep. games are. They can be social or they can be antisocial. Yeah. You Thanks, can, Tim. You can play uh, super super bouncy carts, or you can play uh, shoot the man with the gun yep. in the head. Tyler Westhouse. What's up, Tyler Westhouse? Says, I love video games because they allow me to pretend that my life is more interesting than it actually is. I put a cool, positive spin on a very depressing sentence. Thanks, <laughs> that's Brian. A good, yeah, that's what I'm here for. Uh, German Ferrer says, that's how he says his name, or German Ferrer. Ferrer says video games sparked my interest in computers at a very young age, and I ended up making a career out of it. Hell yeah! So did we. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. Look at us. That's cool. I don't mean to gloat, but that's like I don't know. That's that's the kind of thing. Is video games are like they do teach you stuff. Yeah. Like they hashtag the witness. Yeah. Witness teaches you how to hate a man named Jonathan Blow for filling your mind with puzzles. You can also like. You can get a job. Because of video games that has nothing to do with video games, yeah. like problem solving or uh, music or art, like there's so many things you can do that you get inspired by. Like I, I was, I was drawing for the longest time, and I wanted to go to art school because I grew up like drawing video game characters and maps and stuff mm. like that, and making fake box arts. And like, I, I like I started a, a video game magazine with my friends in second grade that we used to go into the library and print. I did that too. Isn't that cool? Yeah. And now we do that for real. I totally it's so did cool. that. But I mean, like, I went to art school because I, I love drawing like fantasy worlds and video game characters and weird robots and stuff like that. Yeah. Do you remember Man, like like it was your inspiration? Yeah. Whenever they had like a computer in, in like the classroom when you're growing up or whatever, yeah. and you you didn't you didn't care it had a word processor. You cared mm-hmm. that it had games on it. Yeah, Isn't that absolutely. so weird? Yeah. It's so weird that there were video games in almost every one of my classrooms growing up. And they weren't great. It was like Reader Rabbit, Math Blaster, yeah. Oregon Trail, like Donkey Kong Math or whatever, like garbage versions of things that I liked. I, I really hope that games get used more kind of in conjunction with education. I totally forward agree. Because like I, so I, I helped uh, I helped make a, a video game. Like I was hanging out with my friends who were going to Santa Cruz for game That's design. That's collusion. And uh, yeah. Um, and uh, they, I don't know, like they, they had me doing art and stuff. And uh-huh. it was like, it was learning how you take a picture that's like a, a PNG or whatever and how they put that in a, in a game. And it was like super simple stuff that I could have, I should have probably been able to figure out on my own, like yeah. kind of make sense of. But like that, my pal Anthony Carboni, we, we all know Anthony Carboni, he's, uh, he always likes to say like video games are when you take math and put it in a computer and cowboys come out. Yeah. Mm. And it's like, that's kind of like, it is magical in that sense. Like mm-hmm. there is, there that's is true. an underlying kind of like, like, <laughs> A lot of a lot of really complicated shit goes on in there, and it's kind of yeah. cool that we get like this cool space age toys. Yeah, I, w- yeah. I would love to see video games in classrooms again. I don't know if they stopped. I stopped being in classrooms again, so maybe they have changed. I imagine they'd still be there. But uh, no, when I grew up, there was there was computers in the, in in every classroom, and you could sit down and play a video game for a little while, and no one yelled at you for this it. Game that I had on Mac in the first primary school that I went to back when they were like those colored Macs, and they were like this weird triangle shape. Yeah, they look like N64s. IMAX. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and this, there was this one dinosaur game where you had to like go around and collect eggs and avoid the dinosaurs. Oh, Egg Catcher, the dino dude. You made that up. <laughs> yes, totally. But it was amazing, and my memory of it is just 
like I was so passionate about that and we would talk about it at lunch times and the only way that we found out was because like in computer class it was it was ending and we'd done our work and someone started playing it wow. and then everyone just like became obsessed with this one game that I, I don't remember the name of I don't remember a lot of what happened in it I just remember being super passionate about it and having that be like a community <laughs> thing where people would be like do you want to go to the library at lunch and play the console <laughs> game and be like hell yeah I do uh, it was just a really nice thing in middle school we didn't have video games in school but there was a game that came out for Super Nintendo at the time called Alfred Chicken. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you remember Alfred Chicken. I love Alfred Chicken. Alfred Chicken also had another thing that they don't make anymore, which was a hotline, and it was free. And you could call the Alfred Chicken hotline, and Alfred Chicken would le- would deliver a, a, a message to you. And we had phones in every class, and I used to go on the speakerphone right before the class started, and I would call the Alfred Chicken hotline. And halfway through the teacher's lesson, it would go, Hi, kids, it's me, Alfred! chicken and he would start babbling and eventually my teacher was like shut that chicken up I don't want to hear that I never want to hear that chicken again don't ever call that chicken again so that's why I think video games should be in class again and not phones anyway I was going to read the next one but I'll let you guys do it I know you read the next one this one's horrible why don't you do it I don't want to read that one okay Patrick Kennedy says because it's the second best thing I can do with my hands the first first thing is praying I was going to say pottery Actually, it's oh. you guys are all wrong. Be religious, religious it's going ceramics. into your fridge, pulling out a nice, <laughs> hearty fall ham, and carrying it to your bed and laying it to rest. I love to have a nice solstice ham around the winter. <laughs> all right, Sarah Crow said, I've learned a lot about both the world and myself through video games. I think that's pretty neat. I think that's pretty neat, too. I also think that's neat, Sarah Crow. Isn't that weird to learn about the world through video games? Yeah. Yeah. That's so much stuff that I've learned about the world through Lupe Fiasco. Okay, who, uh, is, who just won the Street Fighter tournament last night, so close enough. Yeah, relevant. Lupe Fiasco is an iOS game. Lupe Fiasco is that dinosaur game for iMac <laughs> where you go around collecting eggs. Have you ever played uh, Bedlam <laughs> and Bedham? No, is that a thing? It's a No, why would oh. you fall for that 30 minutes into I this I trust joke? you, Brian. You, keep, <laughs> you just keep ruining everything. Don't ever trust me. A lot me. of lies. Regret. Always plenty of lies. And finally... Matthew Baglini says, Video games are the perfect intersection of art and technology, showcasing the greatest advancements in music, illustrative, and computer-generated art, storytelling, and programming. Damn. This, nailed this it. This one. Nailed I love it. this answer. This is my favorite thing. Yeah. Because really, like, video games are, like, totally the cutting edge of interactive, of, of just media, of just of how people make things. Like, yeah. you know, you look at how thousands of years of people learning how to arrange noises to make sounds mm. or put words to a page to form fiction fake things make stuff up or like paintings god how bad was music before somebody figured it out like for the longest time you probably had to be like yeah that's that's real good bob i like shut up (laughs) that's the word what are you doing i feel like video games never had that i mean Um, when space invaders came out pong came out people like yo this is yeah there were some really bad games back then though there's plenty of bad games. I mean, yeah, still I bad mean, games still now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's always bad. I mean, yeah. it's kind of weird because we're at this at this point where games are starting to kind of take different shapes. We've got stuff that's kind of like throwback to more like old fashioned stuff, and there's always going to be AAA cutting edge new stuff. Yeah, and it's everyone's trying different stuff. You've got David Cage who's trying to make like you know cinema with games, and you've got and then the stuff like sound shapes. Yeah, sound shapes. New Avicii yep. game. That's yeah, yeah. Yep. I actually really like interactive sound. I really like that as as a, a Me too. game genre. Me too. Like uh, Child of Eden is another really like, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's such a cool thing that 
Uh, it's it's why I love uh, like Luminous. It's why I love like Electroplankton. Like these are weird, quirky, awesome music-based games or sound-based yeah. games that just work. I like the whole idea of a song evolving as your gameplay uh, improves. Yeah. As well, yeah. like building like Sound Shapes did that really well. Of yeah. like as as you and it never really clicked with, clicked with me like rhythmically, but like the fact that they called up Beck and they're like, "Hey, dude, you want to give us like." Yeah. 15 original songs yeah. and then we're gonna have like a square jump around on some weird blobs like, yeah, sure. and he's like yeah sure whatever here you go here's here's I mean, some yeah, b-sides Avicii's making a game now and that's a pretty big deal like I don't know how much they're paying him to do that Yeah, I feel like, like it'd have to be a pretty big amount I don't know if video games are art cause I hate that debate but I know that they're full of art <laughs> I know they're full yeah. of the things that we call art. I mean, I think we taught computers how to they make, make art. They make art so. interactive, yeah. and that's yeah. awesome. Like, music is art, and yeah. and drawing and painting is art, and, and sculpting is art, and all of that makes its way. Like, sculpture is is is, is char- designing a character in 3D, right? That's mm-hmm. effectively sculpture. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, making sort of giant backgrounds and stuff like that, which are painted or hand-drawn or computer-generated, that's all art. So, I mean, I think all of it coming together is in itself its own art form while also being hundreds of different pieces of art. Mm-hmm. Like video games get concept art books. Yep. There's art somewhere there. I don't know where that deba- debate is because then you have to get into the what is art debate. And yeah. somebody's like, I mean, well, you wrote our armut on a toilet. Is that art? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. It doesn't mean that it's great. Like, you can be art and suck. It's really you bad have st- art. Yeah, it's just you have bad stuff art. like, yeah. There's still, there's still total, totally room for like weird experimental games. I mean, yeah. we're seeing lots more of them. I love that, like, Look at like stuff the arcane kids do. Like there's mm-hmm. that Bubsy 3D game where he goes to the the um, LACMA and then dies. Yeah. And then there's <laughs> the one where you, you go in the room and then it fills with snakes. Room of a thousand snakes. This is yeah. a game. Yep. I'm not. These aren't actual lies. You should just Google those. Everybody. Yeah, no, that's a real game. Them. Yeah, that's those totally are really those game. are really cool it's weird art games. Yeah, um, I, I think as things as things grow, like if we look at games like Firewatch and Oxenfree and Gone Home, these are games that people have figured out how to tell a story in just a few hours. Yeah. Uh, using and the medium of video games. Which yeah. Is I mean, only video games can really do that. I can't think of anything else that manages to make like yeah, that's. Good work, Matthew. That's that's a beautiful sentence. Yeah. Yep. Thank I you, everybody, for being positive. That was yeah. really awesome to see, especially on Facebook, which is a toilet bowl that says a dude's name on the side of it. What? What? Oh, I get it. Oh. Like art. Okay. Nice. There we go. That was a good throwback. Yeah. 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 Uh, so there's games coming out again. They keep making them. Somebody is doing it. They've got like, a real big computer out there, and they're yep. typing away in the good old codes. Uh, so February 16, 2016, we've got the- Honey ass- ham. Honey ham for yeah. bed boys. Huntington's big hams. <laughs> Uh, a big uh, the stonewashed ham is finally here. They've kept it in the brook for a long time. It's become very it's over overwashed with river gravel. I, I that is disgusting. <laughs> nice stone blasted ham. First of all, if you left a, a ham in the river, I think that would probably be one of the most disgusting looking things. You don't want to eat a nice graveled shank? No. <laughs> Stop. Nobody wants that. Stop yeah. it. Not okay. One so there are actually games coming out. Uh, the Escapist, The Walking Dead. Uh, this is, of course, kind of like the this is the Walking Dead version of uh, that game where you you got to sneak around and break out of stuff. Uh, yeah. Players take on the role of iconic pr- protagonist cowboy cop Rick Grimes as he wakes up in the Harrison Memorial Hospital. The levels follow the timeline of the comics, seeing Rick travel to various locations such as the Green Family Farm, Merriweather Correctional Facility, Woodbury Ham Sanctuary, and Alexandria's House of Pork Flaps. Oh, interesting. This is kind of like... Okay. <laughs> I heard that at the end there. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Woodbury Ham Sanctuary. What's wrong with you? Uh, then, of course, there's layers of fear. <laughs> Carl, who ate my ham? This is a, this is a PS4 It was our digital. last ham. <laughs> uh, a tragic past, an unfinished painting, and a crumbling oh. psyche. These are the core elements that make up the setting of layers of fear. Yeah. A new psychological horror game coming to PS4. 
I don't know a damn thing about this game, but it's got a, a, a picture of a spooky old wheelchair, which yeah. is one Why of my. Where did you get that? This that. is all from the PlayStation blog. It's where they put all the that's secrets a, of. That's a re- real bad. Yeah. Bunch of sentences that a doesn't tragic sell you thing at all. Period. Oh, An know, unfinished painting. Period. An unfinished painting. A delicious honey baked ham. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so I'm so sorry. Somebody's really mad at us for talking about ham. Somebody's really into it, though. Um, all right, so uh. Mitsurugi Kamui Hike. Uh, yeah, all right, that's a PS4 digital game. Mitsurugi Kamui Hike is a story of a demonic sword and the young warrior who stole it for her own ends. Hot on her heels is our main character and her best friend. Once friends, but now forced to fight each other, players will cut their way through a Hams, they'll with cut their way through hams. Delicious hams. The arena's filled with hams. That's right. Robot hams and hams in need of a good slicing. In need there of a go. good slicing, like That's most right. hams. Uh, <laughs> Pixel Piracy's coming to PS4 Digital. If you like pirates, this is the game for you. If you like the sound of recruiting a motley crew and sailing the seven seas in search of booty, other pirate crews to kill, chasing chickens, building your ship block by block, cleaning the poop deck, boarding enemy ships, then jump aboard. I was waiting Wowzers. for the ham reference and you didn't. No more. Right. No. Throwing a whole ham overboard. All <laughs> Stop right. it. Rainbow Moon is a PlayStation Plus trial. Uh, this I've seen this a bunch. I, I really should know more about this. This is, uh, wow, I love this this description. Explore a fascinating world and fight deadly creatures in, in turn-based battles. Visit towns and shop for new equipment, upgrades, and skills. Literally every JRPG. Mm-hmm. Six playable characters await you in a beautiful role-playing game. That lasts more than 40 60 hours. 60 full-length ham dinners from start to finish. 75 types of ham. God damn it. All eaten with your little ham boy mouth. 75 All right. types of ham. <laughs> Randall's Monday. I don't oh, know. This game looks. Right. This game sounds interesting. A kleptomaniac, a sociopath, and a horrible friend. Randall is potentially one of the most scurril protagonists. Scurril. Is right. that a word? Scurile? I know scurrilous is. Similar route. Since the invention of the hoverboard. Okay. Randall's Monday is a crazy space-time odyssey in a classic adventure design spiced up with countless geek culture references the past 30 years. Well, I'm out. You know what else tastes good when it's spiced up? A nice ham. Stop it. Brown sugar glaze. Stop. With a sweet Uh, bourbon sauce. The The legendary fighting franchise returns. Stunning visuals depict the next generation of world warriors in unprecedented detail. While exciting and accessible battle mechanics deliver endless fighting fun that both beginners and veterans can enjoy. Also... Hams. Thank you. Yes. The delicious Uh, hickory-smoked flavor of ham. Stop. Stop. (laughs) Stop it. He's getting real mad. The hickory, we, we discontinued hickory smoke. Meat not, not of the bed. Uh, <laughs> we already did the Red Imp one, whatever. Super Blast Deluxe. Tron Runner. Uh, that's one about the man from Tron. He has to run. It's a running game. It's coming to PS4 digital. If you like Tron and like the bleep bloop noises, you check that one out. Uh, there's actually one thing I want to note is that next month's PlayStation Plus games are up for a vote. You Uh-oh. can vote on them about which ones you want. Uh, there are three of them. There are, where did I write them down or did I screw everything up again? I screwed everything up. Uh, no, you got them. You got them. I have them. Where are they? Show me them. Did you find them? Yeah, can you vamp? Yeah, sure. Uh, can you vamp? Yeah, I Just can, kidding. I Here can. they are. Vote on next month's PlayStation Plus game. There's Broforce, which is basically Super Contra with destructible environments. Really fun game. Uh, Action Hank. Which is Toy Story meets Sonic the Hedgehog. So I've I've watched this game kind of in its gradual uh-huh. development. Um, it's just like little 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 two person team, uh, and it's super funny because you play as this basically washed up action figure who's like looks like a fat Mario in like a <laughs> in like a tank top, and he's that just all, cool. all gross. Mm-hmm. And he's just uh, he runs around like Sonic the Hedgehog and all these like all uh-huh. these like 
basically Hot Wheels tracks, but he slides on his butt. You gotta go do jumps. All right, nice. do some jumps and things. There's also Assault Android Cactus, which is a twin stick shooter. Yeah, you can play with some friends and zap stuff. I've yeah, played that before actually. Is it any good? Fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're all, they're all fun games. Uh, bro Force is is super fun because it's you play as all these different little bro people, little kind of eight bit looking little critters, but they're all like bad bro word plays on uh, old eighties action heroes. Yeah, hmm. and so, and nineties. Like, yeah, it's yeah. it's really cool. Does have like Dolph little Lundbro and Ram. Isn't there like Dolphin Lundgren and stuff like that? Oh, he's yeah, a Dolph, different game. Right? No, that's. Yeah, that's a different game. Anyway, uh, and lastly, Blanket Ham. Blanket a game Ham about bringing a nice cannot... hot roast into bed and you're rolling around with it and getting real sticky because it's Lover's Month, so get your hands on your hams. Yeah. Yeah. Are we we did it. All right. Thank you so much for listening to Podcast Beyond. I'm sorry about all the hams. We'll try not to talk about hams next We're week. We're not sorry at all. If you'd like to yeah. complain about the t- prevalence of hams on this podcast, you can go to our Facebook group. We mentioned that. It's facebook.com slash podcast slash, nope, facebook.com slash group slash podcast beyond. Uh, go there, make some friends with some nice people. They're a lovely Post group a picture of, of your favorite ham. Yeah, post a nice ham in there. And if you want to tweet some hams at us, you can find us on Twitter. I'm Max Scoville. Please don't tweet. He's Agent Bizzle. Why did you do Release that? Release the ham! Don't really. Okay, and fine. Is Send us your ham. Char Alana Zard. Nailed it. Yeah. Good. It's good. You ready for yeah. hams? Um, they're, sen- well, they're sending you hams. Mm, yep. Uh, also a fan of dogs. Dogs, dogs are hams. You know who you else know, is a fan of hams? Dogs. Dogs. Yeah, they totally are. A dog will go to town on a ham if you ask them, yeah. even if you don't. They'll it's do it for free. On so, Day. so you know how you know how like parents are like, I want they're like they'll have like a baby or whatever, and the uh-huh. and the baby will be like, like this is the post credit sequence or something. I don't right know. Now? Yeah, Nick Fury's <laughs> gonna walk in at like the end. Some nice music no, in the like right now. there's yeah. like people are always like they they put too many expectations on their kids, and they're like, yeah, he's he's gonna grow up, he's gonna take over the family business, he's gonna be a violin player, and it's like it's a baby, let it be. I have those aspirations for my dog, yeah. but I want him someday to run out of a butcher shop with one of those long strings of sausages <laughs> in his mouth. Yeah. Did we tell you about the time outside Jackalope that this guy had like obviously walked away from doing his shopping and he had a dog carrying one of the shopping bags? No. no. Incredible. That's so cool. Yeah, that's one of the greatest things. But it's even better when dogs steal an entire bunch of sausages, like a big string of them, because I don't even see bad. those anywhere. Right. And they're always the butcher's going to chase right after that dog. Have you guys seen that gif of that dog that has a pizza slice in his mouth, but he won't eat it, but he's smiling? Yes. Because it's too big for him to eat, and he doesn't want to drop it. Yeah. Dogs. I don't have that that problem. Yeah, Yeah, clearly. Put that whole ham in my mouth. See you guys next time. Have fun with your ham. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.